Welcome to Allah Government, the podcast. As always, I am your host, Abdullah, and with me today is Ka- Caitlin Elizabeth. Is that how Yes, you? Caitlin Elizabeth. Hello. <laughs> I got to make sure because uh, longtime listeners know I have a habit of butchering names. So <laughs> It happens. <laughs> so um, let's just get right into it. How did you get your start? Oh, my. Well... Isn't that quite a long story? I'll try and summarize as quickly as possible. Um, So about a decade ago, I was working as a video game journalist, and I was going around to a bunch of conventions for video games, anime, that kind of thing. Uh, So I was interviewing a lot of the guests, and I got to know some voice actors and people who were doing internet voiceover projects, uh, Team Four Star and uh, Little Karibo, and... um, I ended up becoming friends with them, and uh, a lot of things happened. And after college, I uh, I thought I was going to work at a, um, a supercomputer company doing social media management, and that fell through at the last moment. So uh, my friends in uh, Los Angeles were telling me, oh, well, you're a creative person. Why don't you just come out here and figure it out? So I packed up my car. And I drove out to LA and I crashed on a couch for about eight months. And now I've been out here about coming up on six years and ended up being an actress instead. (laughs) Um, That's the very, very shortest possible way I can put all of that. Um, But yeah. So acting wasn't a thing that you were interested in? Um, I mean, I did plays. I'd been in... uh, community productions of things uh i had done musical theater i was in band and an orchestra i did a lot of um things in the arts um i was but but i wasn't intending to be an actress i was actually going to be a classical upright bassist for about seven years from 10 to 17 so i've taken many paths in life (laughs) I mean that's the beauty of life. You don't know what your final, what the final spot is going to be. Oh no, not at all, <laughs> not at all. And and how was it like getting involved in voiceover? It was a slow road. Um, I think the very first voiceover thing I did was. Uh, redacted a bridge or attack on titan abridged uh i did one muffled thing as aaron's mom for for team four star and then i was like oh that was kind of fun i kind of like doing that and then i did a fan project or two i think it was a my little pony project which i don't even know if it ever came out that was a very long time ago um but yeah then when i came to la and started taking classes and that kind of thing, then it's sort of built into uh, understanding the craft and that kind of thing. And what is it about voiceover that made you want to pursue it? There's always something you can learn. Um, Because voice acting is a facet of uh, acting. It's, It's just a different toolkit Um, When I first came out here, I was doing background acting, and that was just a way to kind of pay the bills. But I got to watch other people do their thing, 
And I, I was very fortunate to be on some, some bigger shows uh, to get to watch people who are kind of top of their field uh, doing their thing. Um, what was I on? Blackish American Horror Story Hotel and Transparent. So I got to watch um, very accomplished actors do their thing. And I was like, oh, man, this is really cool. And then when you when you're studying acting, you start to learn things about yourself and how those come through your your performances, your characters, how you read things. Um, so that's what that's what kind of dug in its nails and held on um, was just how much how much there is to learn, how much you can learn. And do you watch like any other voice actors to to take notes? Um, watch them in like lurking them on social media? No, no, I mean like obviously, <laughs> obviously their work. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I will say that voice acting specifically, probably in video games. Yes. But it's not something that I'm really sitting there with a, a pad of paper and a pen going, ah, yes, the way that they inflected on that, what if I should do that too? It's more of a, I'm listening to how it feels when they do things rather than the specific technicality of it, if that makes sense. I mean, yeah, that's how you dissect a performance. I don't know if dissect is the bright proper word but uh that's how well breaking down a performance is more a, uh, and is more of a right. uh proper term i guess <laughs> yeah 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 but uh but i mean like and do you have like any favorites performances from the stuff you've watched oh um i mean that's difficult I will say a recent performance that I watched, and this isn't, uh, I don't, are you looking specifically for voiceover or just acting in general? Just acting in general, anything. Um, well, one of my favorite actors is Anthony Hopkins, and I re recently watched uh, The Father, and that was really painfully good. Um not only was that movie just wonderful, but Anthony's performance in it was just, how do I describe? Genuine feels like a, a bandaid of a word <laughs> to put on it, but gen it was one of the most genuine performances I've seen in, in a long time. I mean, he's a, uh... Well, I mean, he's an actor's actor, I guess, is the proper yeah. term. <laughs> the proper term. And globally, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how he can, like, be in, in like, a lot of critically acclaimed films and also, like, really terrible films and still give it his all? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, is that not the whole point of, of doing this is we're all we're all here to tell stories and if you're not going to give it your all and everything you do, then why do it in the first place? Well, I mean, there's always an easy paycheck, I guess. <laughs> I suppose, but I I feel like that would be less fulfilling. You know, there's, I mean, any job you take on, not just acting, 
if if you're not there and doing that job to the best of your ability, I mean, I worked at a sandwich shop and, you know, I was with Quiznos a long time ago and I was like trying to, you know, make the best sandwich I could every time. It's it's not like I'm going to be known globally for my sandwich making skills, but I still wanted to show up and be there for for that, even though that was just my getting a paycheck job. Um, and I feel like it's more fulfilling to live that way, too, is is doing the things you do as well as you can. True, true. I mean, I <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I really don't. Uh don't disagree on with that. I think, um, honestly, if, if you're someone who's not giving it their all, then sometimes I question like, why are you even like, why even accept the job in the first place if you're not going to give it your all? Yeah. And, and I know we all have those periods of time where you're not sure what you want to do. And, and, um, maybe you have a bit of time. I'm not saying that I, you know, we don't all give our all constantly, but if you're not striving to do it, then, you know, you're holding yourself back in a way, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like sometimes when I'm watching a lot of like current stuff, I feel like sometimes a lot of actors hold hold back, and I'm like, well, you know, you shouldn't, <laughs> you know, because you 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 know, you can go all the way, but maybe the director didn't want them to go all the way, or oh, performance wise, yeah, yeah, performance wise. Well, it, I mean, there's so many things that could be coming into play there, not just director, but, you know, uh, your your own mental hurdles of like not, because if, if you can hear someone holding back, they may not realize that they're holding back, you know, um, and then that, that translates to them holding back, but not realizing they're doing it. I mean, I guess, <laughs> I mean, but it's, I mean, it's, it's hard to tell because I really don't know if a lot of, because a lot of actors I talk to don't watch their own stuff. Cause they're like, I can't stand listening to myself talk or, Oh yeah, that's, <laughs> I have a hard, I'll, I'll watch like a clip or something to be like, Oh yeah, that's me. Okay. And then I won't watch the rest of it. I can't. So, I mean, so I honestly don't know how actors you know, critique themselves if they are not, you know, watching their own stuff. I don't know, like, how how that works. Um, I mean, I feel like it's sort of a given that we're all our own worst critic. Um, and whenever you do any project, it's it's one of those things where you can't go back. You just remember what didn't feel right. You remember... Um, you know, your energy levels that day, you remember uh, an issue that the director kept bringing up of, oh, you need to enunciate more clearly. Oh, this sounded a little sad. Oh, uh, need to scale it back on the volume, something like that. You remember those notes that you're given and try and do what you can to apply it to your next session or your next audition or, or whatever it is. Yeah, true, and and also like when you're playing like an insinuar insinuary you know, a bit part, mm. you know, it, it, sometimes it's, you know, even even sometimes if you play a bit part, it's still a part. Like it's not, you know, you're not going to go in there and half-ass it. You're going to go in there and try to give it your all, even if it's a bit part. Cause oh, right, end, yeah. Because at the end of the day, work is work, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a. Uh... 
it's an honor to get to do anything in this field. It's, you have to, (laughs) you have to really grind to get anywhere in, in the entertainment industry. So kind of every, every scrap you can get is, is like, wow, I can't believe I got this, you know? Well, yeah, (laughs) especially like looking at your, your IMDB and seeing like all your credits, I'm like, holy crap. Like it's, (laughs) it's pretty impressive, like being a part of all these, all these big projects. And I'm pretty sure like there's a lot more projects that uh, are currently under NDAs that I don't even know about that are going to come out. I cannot confirm nor deny. (laughs) That are going to come out and everyone's going to be like, man, why didn't you ask her about so-and-so? Because it was recorded was before it? that before that dropped. Yep. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> it happens all the time, like recording in advance. It's always it's always the case where it's like you have someone on and, and you're like, okay, cool. And then suddenly that episode starts to get popular again. And I'm like, why is this episode being popular again? Oh, wait, because <laughs> oh, yeah. a big project just dropped with the actor in it and people are interested in finding out any information they More can about. about. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually have a podcast as well called um, Nerd on the Podcast. Um, and we have that kind of time capsule issue all the time because um, we do two shows every week. We do one that's like a topical um, talking about whatever uh, like a video game or a movie or a TV show or whatever. And then we have another one that's a news show um, and called the nerd on update. And every time we cover something, even within an hour of having covered it, it could be completely out of date, you know, um, just cause that's, that's, that's the weird, but wonderful part about any, any, uh, anything you try and record is it's a time capsule for that exact moment in time. Oh no. I love going back and listening to old episodes from like 2013 and thinking, man, like how, (laughs) how, how, um, how everything has changed. (laughs) Right. So much life can happen in such a short amount of time. Yeah, I know. I just, it just, it's so much fun listening to, especially actors like before they made it big before they like they had the big breakout and listening mm-hmm. to them just talk and then realizing oh if you only knew how big you were going to get <laughs> yeah yeah that that's probably uh well i'm sure a bit telling of of how they handled the shift as well oh oh yeah i mean like god it's 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 feels so surreal listening to people who are like big names in the video game industry now and like realizing like a couple of years ago like 10 years ago they were just like struggling actors and who couldn't find work or struggling oh, yeah. to find work <laughs> I mean that was me what a year ago even you know I I may have some cool credits on my IMDb but the that's the glamorous side of it. The The unglamorous side is figuring out how to make that a consistent thing and not, not necessarily just cool projects, but, but things that keep you afloat too. Well, yeah, you got to yeah. be consistent. Otherwise you'll just, you know, you're, you, you know, you got to keep working. Everyone got, has got to, has, has to keep working, especially with the, with everything that's going on right now. It's. Oh like, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
but but that's that's um that's that's the reality of of a, a job in the entertainment industry is is you have to show up not just for one big cool thing you have to show up every day you have to be researching and figuring out how you can be better and adapting with times and you know there was a lot of adapting last year with everyone having to record remotely um and having to essentially become audio engineers themselves which we are not by any stretch of the imagination audio engineers are wizards um but yeah so it's it's showing up consistently for years and knowing that you'll have to keep doing it basically forever <laughs> like unless you somehow make so much money that you can coast for like two years well, I mean, unless you make it big doing something completely different and then you can just make money off that. You don't have to act anymore. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Because, I mean, that that's like how most – that's how like a lot of like older Hollywood actors like get by these days. They just live off reruns. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, that's – I think that's all union though, right? Yeah, it's, union. Work, which that's a – that's a whole other conversation that I'm not qualified to have. Um, but, but yeah, that's, that's all union work. And, and in some cases, like, you know, you, you can, you can do like side projects like streaming and what have you. And that can, you know, a lot of people are setting up Patreons now. So that's another. Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm, a... I'm a streamer as well. So. <laughs> well, not the first one <laughs> I've oh, yeah. had on the show. <laughs> Yep, streaming. I do live D and D shows with other people, um, with the Unexpectables and uh, Lanny Pator of Team Four Star. He has a series called Roll with Me that we do on Mondays. My weeks are very full. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like... You're like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> what does that yeah. put me at? Two podcast shows a week, every week. We've been doing it for four years now. We've only missed one episode. Uh, Roll With Me, which is every Monday for about three hours. Uh, Gateway, which is on the Unexpectables channel, which is every other Saturday. Um, and we're actually about to do a three-week um, contained story over there as well that I'm very excited about. I don't know how much I can say about it just yet, but I know that I can talk about it. Um, I'm forgetting something else. Anyway, those are the main ones. Not to mention, like, voice acting for video games. <laughs> right. Not to mention, like, voice acting. And also, I do adaptation on scripts and, 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 and. <laughs> do you ever get burnt out? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> of course I do. Um, I've, I think, I've, I know I've talked about this on streams, but I actually burnt out so badly in I think it was 2018 um I was working at a music recording studio um shout out to the village I love them um I was so I was working there I was working late night basically five days a week doing voice acting and auditions and emails and writing during the day um and maybe during my shifts, don't tell my manager, I don't work there anymore, but still. Um, and then on the weekends, Sunday is a full day of recording, like eight hour, 10 hour day of, of nerd on. Um, 
and Saturdays was maybe my free day, but usually me catching up with work. I was sleeping maybe like five to six and a half hours a night, which is not good for me. I'm one of those people that has to sleep seven to eight. And I got so worn down. Um, I was taking micro naps at stoplights um, because I can do those supercharged battery naps. I I was constantly tired. I wasn't aware that I I knew that I didn't feel well, and I could literally feel the lymph nodes under my uh, chin, which is a sign that you're probably sick. And I had worn myself out so much that uh, I had mono as a kid, and it's very rare for it to come back once you've gotten it, but I had worn out my immune system so much that mono resurfaced in my body, and um, I had basically been functioning with mono fighting my body for about seven or eight months. Um, I was gaunt. Uh, my hair was thinning out. Um, I was getting like a, a um, skin issues because of stress. Um, and it wasn't until I cut some things out of my schedule and started being really particular about, no, I have to sleep every night. I have to eat good, nutritious meals. Um, I That's when I was like, okay, this is real burnout that could kill me if I'm not careful. So I have to be better about this. And since then, I figured out a lot of things. My health is much better. Everything's hunky-dory. We're all good. But that was, I think, the worst I've, I've burnt out. And I remember <laughs> the thing that I like uses my pin for how um, sick I was. So I remember uh, my friend KG, we went to dinner one night and he and his wife Marcy were giving me, uh, uh, who is also a good friend of mine, uh, were giving me kind of an intervention. And they were like, we are worried about the energy levels of the mitochondria in your body. You have to stop. <laughs> and then I did. That's a very long story, but there it is. No, I am. I am just. Um, I'm glad you uh, you made it. You know, because uh... same. It would have sucked <laughs> to die. Because <laughs> I can't. Im- I can't imagine. Like I can't imagine going through something so horrific like that. That's just holy crap. I <laughs> don't feel that it's horrific. I think that it was misguided. For sure. I was definitely going through a lot of life things. Um, and they were manifesting in a bad way. Um, I had a, a traumatic incident right out of high school and developed this uh, obsessive need to work when I am going through a hard time. So I pour myself into my work and that had manifested in a really unhealthy way. So to me, that was my misguided coping mechanism coming to a head and kind of biting me in the ass. Yeah, well, I can but, relate. I can relate to that. <laughs> having, yeah, uh, I think we've all done that more than <laughs> once. If we're all honest with ourselves. Yeah, I, I, I've been there. I've I've had days where I've had like complete mental breakdowns and I'm like, fuck it. I need to work on something to, to just feel anything, you know? 
Well, yeah, because because otherwise, you know, uh, I I know this isn't the case for everyone, but if I'm not doing something, I'm doing nothing. Like blank faced staring off into space for hours losing chunks of time so for me it was more productive to pour into work because i didn't know how to not do one extreme or the other and it took me years to figure out that there's a balance between those two um that i'm really only just starting to get a true grasp on um in a very healthy and functional and balanced way no man, it's hard. It's hard to find the perfect balance for that for that sort of stuff. Because you know, you just wonder, like sometimes, like is there a way to to make this all work? And there is, but you gotta, you know, you gotta discipline yourself and really, really, like really put your put your mind, body, and soul into it. Otherwise, you're you're gonna, you know, you're you're not gonna get anywhere. That's so true. And the funny, funny thing that came up for me was when I slowed down to focus, because I was always worried. I was like, I'm not doing enough. I'm not, I'm not being enough. I'm not learning enough. I'm not, I'm not uh, working enough. All of those, those things that creep into your mind. And when I slowed down and got really specific about what I actually wanted to do with my life and what I actually wanted my days to look like. And I really focused on it. Suddenly it was really easy to make that happen. And then all the things that I wanted to happen started happening because I was spending more time focusing on how to get from point A to B instead of making the line between A and B a giant messy squiggle. (laughs) If that Uh, makes sense at all. No, no, I totally relate to that. (laughs) Because cause yeah. that, that was me, like, I, I think a couple of years ago, I was just, like, worried about, like, what am I going to be doing for the rest of my life? Because I'm like, oh, man, I'm, I feel like I wasted my 20s on petty bullshit. And, oh, man, I'm, I'm stuck working a job I hate and, and all these thoughts. And it wasn't until, like, you know, after I had, like, a really terrible mental breakdown and, and, and said, okay, I'm going to calm down and like really, really start to look at my life and how I can fix this. Because if I don't, then that's it. I'm done. I'm literally done. So. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to, it's hard. It's hard both ways. It's hard to be in the midst of that discovery and also to push through when you have that kind of uh, that climactic point of I can't handle this. There has to be some other option. It's almost like you'll always have to go to that uh, penultimate moment before you can be like, okay, I'm just going to stop for a minute and let the dust settle. And then I'll think. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. Um, it's tough. It really is. It, it, and there is no how-to guide you can like <laughs> look oh, up and, <laughs> and 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 it. You know, there there's just no how-to guide how-to guide for that. It's just you got to be the one to figure that shit out. No, because mm-hmm. no one else is gonna tell it. No one else is gonna hold your hand and tell you that this is what you need to do. 
But sometimes people do. And it, and I say this in, in the way of people want to help other people. So sometimes they'll give advice from experiences that they've had. But the difficulty was that no one has lived your life and the way that things have happened to you. So other people's advice can only go so far because only you can have the epiphanies about your life that you need to have to break through uh, a difficulty, through a breakup, through a grieving period, you know, only you know what you need to move on or be okay or function better. Um, that no, no amount of other people's advice is going to fix that for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you can't rely on other people as a crutch to fix your problems for you. Otherwise, that's going to end up alienating them and they're not going to come back. <laughs> yeah, or you have the issue where you take care of other people's problems to avoid. So, <laughs> technical problems, aren't they yeah, the best? they <laughs> die real quick. <laughs> so, um, well, shit, I forgot what we were saying. <laughs> We were waxing about life, I think. <laughs> like, that's the beauty of this podcast. People come in expecting voiceover talk, and then they get us waxing. Oh, it's, about... <laughs> it's all over the board. All the time. <laughs> like, I love how it's like starts out about talking about voiceover, and then it just devolves into something completely else. Oh, my gosh. It'll, yeah. I mean, it's like throwing a dart at a board. You don't know where it's going to land. <laughs> so, uh, no, no. Um but but I mean I like it because I I like getting to know the person behind the character because I realize that actors are not their characters and um, yeah. you know you shouldn't talk to them expecting the character because uh, the character does not exist it is a, <laughs> it is a fictional character that someone else created <laughs> yes we are the vessel through which the story is told but we are just that and we are people outside of being that vessel. But, I mean, have you ever gotten people, like, contacting you, expecting, like, the character? <laughs> um, not so forthright. I mean, of course, people want to hear me do a voice as a character or or um, something along those lines. But I've, I've never had people address me as uh, a character expecting me to act as that character. Um, I think I've been very fortunate in that regard. And maybe it's because I'm just mildly more reclusive with social media. Not that much, but um, uh, I just don't. My Most of my interactions is like lurking and liking posts. I don't often say things unless I really have something I want to say. No, that's totally me. <laughs> like <laughs> either I have something I really want to get off my chest on Twitter or I just like I'm just quiet and just I'm like lurking. <laughs> looking at posts. Yep, that sounds about right. <laughs> like the There's most, no right way like the mo the the most interaction from me is just replies, and that's it. Like that's mm -hmm. that's pretty much it. Like yeah, maybe... I'm definitely more of a talking person than a commenting because so much can be lost in text. There's so much inflection and facial reaction and. You you can't get all of your meaning across when you do things through text. Yeah, I know. 
Yeah, that's why, like, I... That's why, like, whenever I write, like, really long emails or really long DMs to someone, I feel like, are they going to get, like, I'm being... (laughs) Everything. Yeah. (laughs) Like... Yeah. Are they going to get that I'm angry? (laughs) Like, what I'm... Are they going to get, like, I'm... Are they going to... Are they going to get that I'm venting about something that, um... That really annoyed me? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's... That's actually one of the reasons, uh... I'm I'm looking into doing on-camera acting now. Um, so I've been doing voiceover for going on five, six years now. But I've only recently been like, you know what? On-camera acting was fun from that background acting I did before. So I actually spent most of the uh, quarantine during the pandemic taking classes online um, for on-camera acting. So... In the next couple of years, I'm actually going to be trying to do like network TV, feature films, that kind of thing. But I, I kind of missed being able to use expression and subtlety of movement as part of the performance. Because voiceover, it's just, you know, I'm in my booth right now. I'm talking to a microphone. You can't see how I'm gesturing with my hands or, or how I'm standing or uh, what my face is doing. So I'm... That's that's what has me interested in in doing that, uh, a different form of expression. I'm also taking a mocap class that I'm very excited about. Oh, mocap but, is a lot of fun. <laughs> oh yeah, yes, I'm very excited to do all sorts of anything in mocap. I did a lot of dance as a kid, um, ballet and jazz and tap and all that kind of stuff. No, I I love looking up uh, behind the scenes footage and seeing like actors act out scenes in oh, mocap yeah. suits. Oh yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch's smog. Oh, it's <laughs> so good. <laughs> so good. Benedict Cumberbatch, Andy Andy Circus as um as oh, Gollum. Gollum. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, even like Resident Evil Village, seeing Lady Dimitrescu. Um, oh goodness, I cannot remember that actress's name, but she did a great job. I love the fact that the mocap suit has like a, has like a little flower hat. The flower flower hat? Uh, not not a flower hat. What, what do they call it? The the hat she wears. The oh oh sunflower oh. hat. I yes, think is it's called the the uh, like wearing that massive sun hat. And yeah, <laughs> you have to get it there for like the spatial movement stuff. It's perfect. I just thought that was really cool. <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> like they went, they went the extra mile for that. They have to to like know how that hat's gonna move as she moves. I can't imagine having to not have any visual markers as as the people who have to do the the computer graphic side of things. I can't imagine not having that hat on her head when she moves and having no visual cue for how the brim of that hat's gonna move. <laughs> Like that's why that's why I feel bad for like hair animators because they have to like animate, <laughs> animate <Yeah>. hair. <laughs> they just have to like do their best guess or like, well, no, they probably make. Um, I would assume there's some sort of programming that's this is how hair moves. Do this hair. Because <laughs> if they had it, if they had to individually animate every strand of hair, I think. I think we, I think people would go insane. 
No, I remember like when The Incredibles first came out in 2004, like and one of the big selling points of that movie was like, oh man, it's the first Pixar movie where they got the hair right. <laughs> oh yeah, and like uh, texture on the clothes. I remember seeing the sweater that had like fuzz on it and I was like, oh my gosh, it looks real. And and now that looks dated now because technology oh, marches super on. Super dated. <laughs> it's like scary how quickly things are coming along. No, no, no. It's 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 scary watching like the doing a marathon of those movies, like seeing like the first movie and then seeing like the second movie where everything's more detailed, everything's more textures. You can see like you can see the wrinkles on Mr. Incredible's face, for God's sakes, in the second one. And it's like, mm-hmm. my God, they went the extra mile to animate everything. <laughs> I know. And it's only I can't even think of what it's going to be. You won't even be able to tell in a couple of years. Well, I mean, you can when if it starts glitching out, you can immediately well, tell. Well, yeah, if a character like randomly starts to T-pose and flies off into the sun, yeah, you're going to know that it's not real. But uh, no, it's it's just crazy how much it's being pushed. You know that um, I think it was CAA signed a digital model. Really? Like, yeah, I forget her name. I'm sure a quick Google search would would bring her up, but um, they actually signed like a computer generated model. Is that not scary? <laughs> forget people. Like, just just sign virtual reality models now. <laughs> right. Well, they're they're doing that with voiceover too already. You've heard of the um. Like the voice bank things, or no? Oh yeah, yeah, voice bank. Uh, that, that's a, it's a whole other can of worms. That's oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but if that is gonna be, you know, if that is gonna be a reality, you almost have to kind of figure out how to work with it rather than against it. No, I was creeped out by the fact that um, because Don Rickles passed away before Toy Story Four was complete, mm-hmm. they they just ended up using like archived archived oh, yeah. fo- footage of of him for Toy oh. Story 4 and I'm like that's creepy and very disrespectful. Well, yeah, it's uh... yeah, that's that is we're going to get into a lot of weird weird territory very quickly. I, I'm all I'm all I'm already weirded out by the fact that everything has to be like like giving cartoony looking characters like realistic textures just looks wrong. <laughs> but but the generation that's coming up now is gonna be like, but that's how it's always been. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, but like Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck are cartoon characters. They were not designed to be you know, animated with three with rabbit and duck with like three D rendered like CGI like realistic fur. It just looks weird. It looks weird. <laughs> like it was. I remember my most like old man shakes fist at clouds moment was when I worked at that Quiznos. I had a a regular who would come in and he would tell me about. Um, and this is when they were like really only in 
like the college clubs, like the computer clubs and things. But he was telling me about 3D printers and I hated it. I hated it so much. I was like, no, printers print things on paper. You can't print like a boat. That doesn't make sense. Why would you print a boat? Why would you do that? He's like, well, it's already happening, Caitlin. Like you can't, 3D printing is a thing and it's going to be used more. And I was like, well, I don't like it. And I think it needs to stop. (laughs) And it was my most like, why are you so upset about this? First, they came for the printers, and I said nothing. <laughs> so, yeah, and I was like, what? So, you, we're going to print food now? You're going to print me a banana out of that thing? He's like, well, I mean, if you have the right components for it, you probably could. And I was like, don't, don't, don't. Stop that. <laughs> no, technology is just getting scarier and scarier. Like, I, I mean, I know it's... Like everyone, I feel like everyone's like way too online these days. Like everyone cares way too much what other people think of them on social media. And I'm just like, come on, guys. You you, you know, you can just easily turn that shit off, right? You know, you don't have to constantly worry about. (laughs) It's been that way about everything forever, though. I mean, I've been watching um, some Downton Abbey and the same principles are there. Like it's the exact same thing it's just in a different form of uh there were there were like magazines that you would be written about in if you were a reputable lady or a reputable gentleman and everyone cared about you know their standing in this this magazine or if they were written about or you know upholding this or that so i feel like it's the exact same thing it's just a modernized version of it yeah, true. I mean, even even as an adult, I feel like like every time like someone brings up like because I remember having a conversation with my mother a couple of day, a couple of days ago about like high school about high school and stuff, and she's like, "Do you remember that this this old teacher of yours? Do you remember that you know so and so?" And I'm like, "No, I don't remember." But then like <laughs> I, but then when it like slowly comes back to me, I'm like, "Yeah, that that guy was kind of a fucking dick." <laughs> like, yeah. And I just spent like the rest of the day just thinking about like, man, like just remembering all these old people I used to know in high school and, and just what I'm just like wondering, like, what are they doing now? <laughs> are they are they like happy? Are they like, you know, I don't I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely weird, too. Uh, and I don't know if you're in the same area that you grew up in, um, but it's very weird to you know, maybe a decade after you've been in that place and then to realize, oh yeah, there was an entire community of people that I don't see anymore and their lives have gone on in the same way that mine has for a decade and I have no idea how that's gone for them. Huh. No, <laughs> Hope they're okay. And uh, I remember going to like a local con here and seeing and running into like some people I used to go to college with and I'm like... I I was shocked at how like how how much they aged in the past like cuz I graduated back in like 2014 and and this was like I think 20 20 uh, 28 uh, 2018 2019 and I'm like man it you it looks like you aged like 20 fucking years since the last Whoa. time I saw you cuz it's like dude had like gray hair and was just wow. like my, my god it just it blew my mind cuz I'm like 
is time going fast and I'm not noticing it? <laughs> I mean, yes. I don't know. Every person's life is so vastly different. And as we were saying earlier, so much can happen in such a short amount of time that, you know, some people have it really rough for a really long time. And, and it shows when it's been hard for a long time. So I, I you almost wonder if like, how bad was it? Are you okay? Yeah, no, it, it really caught me off guard because I'm like, wait a minute, I know that guy. Is that so and so from college? And I, you know, I go, I go up to him and say hi, and I'm like, do you remember me? And he's like, no, nah, not really. And then I'm like, no, I used to, we used to play like um, Street Fighter and whatnot at the at the college hangout. And he's like, oh yeah, how are you doing? And then we started talking, and and I was just shocked at how much he had aged in that in that period. I'm like. How old are you again? I'm only so and so, and I'm like only so and so. Wow, oh. <laughs> like oh, like it it, yeah. it it is like such it was such a surreal conversation because it's like I haven't talked to this person since like I graduated from college, and then I just like being reminded that oh yeah, they're a person. They're not. It's not like the Truman Show where once Truman goes to bed, everyone like stops. You know, like all the other actors like stop working these people have lives that they live that you're not seeing and you just like wonder like, okay, what is everyone else doing? <laughs> yeah. That, that, uh, you know, maybe they have been staying up until four in the morning every day for the last 10 years, or, you know, maybe they've only been able to sleep and they have ins insomnia and they can only sleep two hours a night. Like you never know. <laughs> you really never know. Especially, like, when it comes to people you only talk to, like, for a short amount of time, like, you're not really close with, but you're like, okay, this person's, like, fun to be around, you know, it's, it, yeah. you know, you can just talk to them to pass the time. So, and that was the case with me. So, seeing them, like, all these years later and, and wondering, like, what the hell they've been doing and, you know, what what, what happened to them after after college, it's just like my god like it just it's a it's a it's a reminder that um time moves like both slowly and super fast at the same Very time <laughs> i mean it still blows my mind that i've been in la for six years to me it feels like i got here what maybe a year ago but a lot has happened way more than could happen in a year and... No, no. I, I look at some because uh, when I look at, at people's credits and they tell me like, oh, I've only been in L.A. for like four or five years. I'm like, how? How? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, again, life can happen really fast or really slow. Like it's just it just blows my mind how um, like how quick how life can move real fast and real slow at the same time. And. Just how much can like a blink and you'll miss it. How much how much can change? So you kind of you kind of you kind of have to constantly keep paying attention to um, to it all. Otherwise, you're just gonna be like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. And then several years will have passed, and you'll go, I don't remember that happening actually. Well, then again, like this past year and a half has felt like an entire century. So my my perception of time has pretty much been is <laughs> it's pretty much a joke at this point. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, if it wasn't for the classes giving me a consistent schedule, I think I would have had a much harder time. But I had things to anchor me every every week or multiple times a week to be like, nope, this is this day, this is that day, this is this day. 
Like same, so. same, same with me with the podcast. Like when I, whenever I book someone, I put I put it on a little reminder. So I was like, okay, I'm going to be doing this on this day, this on that day, blah blah blah. So yeah, it, it helps because I need I need something to keep me going, you know, to have like some sort of consistency. Otherwise, it's going to spiral out of control, and I'm just going to sit there and wonder like, what day is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that does happen. Cause that has happened to me before where I, I swear to God, I remember talking to someone. I'm like, what, what day is it? Oh, it's uh it's Saturday. It's Saturday. I'm like, wait a minute. It's Saturday. I thought it was Monday. No dude. It's Saturday. I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, yeah. I feel, I feel very firmly away aware of what day I'm in most of the time, unless I'm asking what day it is. In, unless I like need to know what day it is. And then I'm, like forget what day it is immediately but i actually start every day with a to-do list that has like what day it is what the date is so i can kind of put it in my mind at the beginning of the day of where and when i am do you ever have days where people come up to you and, and tell you like did you do this thing and you're like yeah i did and they're like but did you do it i'm like yes <laughs> i did stop asking me <laughs> oh yeah no that that definitely has happened more than once uh, where it's just a, but you've got like 20 things going on. Did you remember though? Sometimes you don't, but most of the time you do. Cause I had someone tell me, like I was talking to someone and they're like, did you listen to this new song? And I'm like, yeah, I did. And, and it's like, yeah, but, but, but did you really? I'm like, yes, I did. It dropped today and I listened to it and it's only three minutes long. What more do you want me to say? <laughs> Well, I'm sure that's a, uh, that, that additional, did you listen is, did you take in everything in the way that I took it in when I listened to it, says the asker. Yeah, but Rather who, but it. who does that on a first listen though? <sighs> Everyone's different. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has their own way of taking things in. Like I'm the, I'm the type of person who has to like really rewatch media or re-listen to something over and over again before I fully grasp what, what before I fully understand it because I'm like you know there's just so much going on that I'm just like okay I I need to to really really rewatch this or re-listen to something to really grasp it because I I'm just I'm just one of those people who just can't grasp something the first time I watch it and I like to give and I like to give um media multiple chances because sometimes I'll watch something and I'll hate it and then I'm like okay I'll just watch it again see if I see if I was being fair the first time around or if I was or if um or if this really is terrible and I'm just wasting my time. Hmm. I'm I'm the type who would rather watch something once and let my brain chew on it. Um of like I feel as though, because I'm usually very keyed in, like paying attention to tiny things that don't matter. And if you listen to Nerd on the podcast, you know exactly what I'm talking about, that I key in on the teeniest, tiniest things. Um, but for me, that's that's the, that's how I want to take it in, is it was intended to be viewed as this one thing, so I'm going to view it as this one thing. And let the impact sit wherever it will. 
Um, not to say that I haven't rewatched things and been like, oh, there was a lot more going on here or, or something like that. But that's just my viewing preferences for stuff like that. No, I, I, when I, when I say like rewatch stuff, I usually like mean by like, I watch something once and then wait a while until like I've fully processed it. And then if I feel like, okay, if I feel like I want to give it another chance, especially if it's something I didn't quite understand the first time around, I'll rewatch it. But if hmm. it's something I totally understood the first time around and I'm just like still thinking about it to this day, I'm like, well, that just goes to show you how great it was because I'm still yeah. thinking about it. <laughs> it's still lingering. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but I mean, it's totally different for other, for, for other media. Like, you know, with movies, I'll just watch them once with TV shows. I'll usually just watch an episode once and the other time it's just background noise. Cause like, okay, I paid attention to this once. I can just like put it on the background while I work on something else. Cause I need oh, background man. noise. <laughs> I wish I could do that. I can't, I I'm literally, if the TV is on, I have a very hard time not paying attention to it. Um, it's almost as if it feels rude to not <laughs> in a way. Um, but yeah, I, I can't, it's harder for me to have things on in the background because I start to become a zombie and just key in on whatever's going on. And then I zone out everything else. <laughs> no, uh, so sometimes if it's like, if it's something I've watched like multiple times and I feel numb to it, I'm just like, okay, that's the perfect background noise. Cause I know. Because I know pretty much every story beat, every like, <laughs> every syllable, every like, <laughs> everything that's ha everything that's happening, so I can just put it on as background noise. That was me in the Mummy Returns. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> but I couldn't put it on in the background. I know it's such a specific movie, <laughs> but I loved the Mummy Returns so much. I like wore out. I wore it out. <laughs> I think I watched it over thirty times in a year. I I I think um like to me that movie was was you know was okay until like the final act that's when I was like okay now well, it was lost a, me it wasn't like <laughs> you know it wasn't a grand opus or anything but it was fun <laughs> once that CGI Dwayne Johnson showed up I'm like okay this is garbage <laughs> movie you're right <laughs> like. That was the point. That was the walkout point for me. I was like, okay, nah, I'm done. That's that's the point where I like hustle down with a blanket and get that popcorn. I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. Like, I'm pretty sure it was mind boggling in like 2001, but like watching it in like 2021, you're like, holy shit. How did this make it into the finished film? Oh man. It's, I mean, that's gold. Just, Pure gold. Solid. If you traded that in, you'd get like one bazillion dollars, probably. No, I, I think it's... But at the same time, it's like, I don't want it to be changed. I don't want it to, oh, to, no. to, to, oh, no. to ever be changed because if that effect wasn't shit, then I don't think I would remember the climax of that movie because it was just exactly. so forgettable. Well, okay. I would remember it because of, you know, Emotep and Anox in a Moon and how things happen. And, oh, I love it so much. But that's also my nostalgia glasses on real hard. 
<laughs> no, e Emotep was like the best thing. Uh, Emotep and Brendan Fraser are like the best two things about those movies, in my opinion. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. All the characters had their own fun personality, even like the henchmen. I don't feel like anyone was like a wet blanket you could toss out. I, I just miss those types of movies. I miss like throwback movies to like those old pulp serial adventure movies. Like, yeah, it was an, I mean, yeah, it was an Indiana Jones knockoff, but it was a fun Indiana Jones knockoff. Oh yeah. I, I feel like there, there, there are movies coming out that are stepping their toe in that direction. Um, like the Mortal Kombat movie that just came out. Oh, God, no. That, it, it, well, it had the feel of trying to do that. Uh, trying but, is a nice word. <laughs> well, you know, I I still had a good time with it. Was it like, I, I wouldn't, <laughs> this is going to be the weirdest sentence to say, I wouldn't put it up there with The Mummy Returns. Um, But it was still like a fun jaunt, but I feel like any sort of, throwback to that adventure time uh adventure indiana jones-esque type of thing is going to have the superhero element and i feel like the mortal kombat movie did have that like we have to be superheroes for that to sell and it didn't feel quite i don't know didn't didn't hit the ticket for me yeah, it's like, oh, no one wants to see a movie about a tournament with all these wonderful over-the-top characters. We needed, we need to be like a, a superhero origin movie because origin movies are the best types of superhero movies. Well, yeah, I mean, I like I said, I still had a good time with it. There's still a lot of fun about it. I I don't regret seeing it. It was it was a fun time. I had a great time watching it. Um, but in retrospect, I'm like. Eh. Yeah, they they were trying to marry a lot of things in there, and I feel like if they were just like, "Now nah, we're Mortal Kombat, we're gonna go full cheese," I feel like that would have been like, "Yes," because the opening fight was great, like the opening introduction was great, and I wish that it kept that momentum going for the rest of the movie, but it just didn't. <laughs> like the moment Cole was introduced, that that was when the movie died. <laughs> I don't think it died. It just took a it took a very specific direction. It's like we need an audience surrogate character. Well, what about Liu Kang? No, fuck Liu Kang. It's all about Cole. Cole is like this is what you like now. You don't like the characters that you grew up with and are and are and are main staples of the franchise. You like what we what we tell you to like. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be as much fun. That's that's I'm, what I'm that's what I felt about it. I'm in the Mortal Kombat like back end of things. I knew enough cuz I've played games forever that I'm like, yeah, I know who you are. I know who this is. I kind of know what's going on here. Um so that's why I didn't mind Cole as much because I was like, yeah, yeah, I get I get it. I mean, it wasn't a bad movie. I mean, Lord knows I've seen worse, but at the same time as a huge, like, super fan of Mortal Kombat, like, this was, like, I was, like, this was the movie I was, like, mo most excited for. Like, everything else, like, forget everything else. This is yeah. what I want to watch because I'm a huge like, fan. This of is what I'm waiting for. <laughs> yeah. And then you watch it and you're like, oh. <laughs> it was meant to appeal to a very widespread audience and not, I mean, they had they had some little eggies in there. I feel like to I try mean, and 
I mean, it's I like the Easter eggs, but I don't think like and uh, but I think you need more than Easter eggs to to really make a great movie <laughs> to make a good Mortal Kombat movie. Fair, and I mean, for for all, and this is for all filmmakers, you know, but like you can only do what you can <laughs> with all the elements that you have because it it takes so many people to put those things together that. You know, you have an idea and whether or not that idea comes to fruition from investors and network stuff and license holders. And, you know, it's um, there's so many people that come into play for that kind of thing that you, you wonder what the just like Zack Snyder, you, you wonder what their vision of it actually is. I feel like Zack Snyder changed the landscape a little bit with getting to put out the Snyder cut. Yeah, I know, because you, you watch that and you're like, well this was really ambiguous. Like even for a superhero movie, like the, he was doing stuff that no one else was doing. And, and you just wonder like why the fuck WB got like cold feet and decided, nah, fuck this. We'll just go with like a, a bootleg adventures knockoff. God. Yeah. No, I, I, the Snyder cut was, I liked it. It was, I'm, I'm usually not, first and foremost like a superhero person which is funny because i i enjoy it a lot but it's just not something i naturally seek out um and i grew up watching a lot of superhero shows and now i've read multiple comics but it's just not what i look for but i did really enjoy the the snyder cut a lot it's very long but very good no it it doesn't it feel it it's long but i i honestly feel like it it's like perfectly paced if that makes sense oh yeah Cause, yeah because yeah. <laughs> i felt like okay you you got everything you wanted to get out of the way and you told the story you wanted to tell and you know you left it open-ended for sequels so there you go <laughs> sequels that we'll never see <laughs> yeah well it's hard to say we'll, we'll see <laughs> but uh but no, I mean, it's interesting because I think, you know, the fact that it not only got released just goes to show you that, um, you know, the landscape of filmmaking is changing that, you know, that, you know, with streaming services becoming like these really powerful juggernauts and fan demand being like what it is now that we're maybe going to start seeing something completely different. I don't know. Like, I don't know what the next uh, couple of years are going to hold when it comes to filmmaking in general, but I know that, um, but I know it's going to be completely different than it was like 10 years ago or five years ago. Well, and we're also getting so many shows that I'm wondering what the saturation point is going to be because people can only watch so much, you know? Oh, I haven't kept up with anything because I'm like, I don't have the time or energy to keep up with any of this shit. Well, and you get choice paralysis, too. It's it's like going to one of those restaurants that has literally every op. They have breakfast. They have lunch. They have dinner. They have seafood. They have Mexican. They have um, they have a dessert menu that rivals like a buffet in las vegas like you there's just so much you're like where do i even begin oh yeah that's why that's why i'm like okay i need to watch like something bite-sized that i can digest in a short amount of time because i can't watch 
I can't watch shows that are like, you know, each episode's like 40 or 55 minutes long. I'm like, I can't. Oh, yeah. I, I can't do that. I'm sorry. At I least with gay dramas in Downton Abbey. <laughs> like, I, I can't do that. I mean, like, you know, 22 minutes. Like, that is the sweet spot for me. 22 minutes, 40 minutes. That's a sweet spot. I, I can't watch like 50, 50 or so minutes or like hour long episodes. I'm like, why are episodes hours an hour long? It doesn't need to be an hour long, for God's sakes. I know. I know. <laughs> it's like, when does the third act when does the third act begin? When what did we finish the third act? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps going and then it's a cliffhanger. Yeah, I know. It's like you, you go through all that shit in the season and then it's like, oh, it ends on a cliffhanger. Is it going to get renewed by a second? It, uh, is it going to get renewed? No? Okay. Then I wasted my time. <laughs> yep. The curse of Netflix. <laughs> Netflix, uh, Disney Plus, like all these other shows. <laughs> no third season. <laughs> no three. <laughs> Yeah, unless it's like a huge hit, then they'll like give it like a, unless unless a show is like commissioned for like multiple seasons ahead of time. But uh, but then it's like that's pretty rare, though. Yeah, that's pretty rare. Like you have to be a real big hit. Even big hits nowadays get canceled, which I think is just real sad because yeah. I think Netflix nowadays is like, yeah, we'll we'll greenlit your show, but there's no guarantee we'll 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 show interest in it for more than like one or two seasons <laughs> yep that's that's the the good and the bad part about all the streaming stuff that's the new normal <laughs> like yes it is you thought show, you thought um networks canceling shows after like 13 episodes 13 episodes is bad oh you haven't seen nothing yet buddy <laughs> yeah it's probably only gonna get worse really like, I, I'm sorry. I just, I'm, I'm just, I just cannot keep up with all this stuff. Like when people, I see people on social media talking about like all these, all these different shows, and I'm like, wh- who has the time to watch all this and and digest it and take notes and? and oh man! Just, oh, uh, I, the, the Downton Abbey is the first time I've gotten into a show that that. It, oh man! I don't even know how long it's been. Because everything else I watch, I'm watching to prep for Nerd On. Um, since we're covering a new movie, show, um, book, whatever, every week, uh, you know, that's a lot of content to take in. So th- I don't really have much time to watch things for myself <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> and that's been that way for years now, just because I have to uh, take in so much other content, um, specific content, rather. Not that I don't want to, just like my what I need to watch is already planned out for me. Yeah, but there's a difference between, yeah, because there's a difference between I'm watching this because I'm doing a podcast and I need to take notes on it and and review it later on versus I want to watch this because I want to watch this. Right, exactly. Cause I used to, I used to, I, uh, me and my friend Tom used to do a podcast where we, where we, um, talked about Doctor Who and and Sonic and all these other things, and and I we just couldn't keep up. I just could not keep up with like a consistent schedule with with those um with those shows. Cause I'm like, God, it, it, it's, it's so hard. It's so hard keeping up. Yeah. 
It really is. That's that's why it feels like I'm spinning plates all the time with so many things in my schedule and then having to watch content and uh, prep for a session, prep for... Um, I just recently directed on a video game uh, that'll be coming out later this year called Henchman Story. And I had to read the entirety of the script in advance. And then before each session, I would have to set up scripts and make sure that, you know, I was on track for what needed to be done that day and be aware of what that actor needed. And, you know, just you, there's so many other things that you have to do in addition to the things that you have to do. Oh, it's 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 especially hard when you when there's an actor who's like really talented and you're like, shouldn't you be the one directing this? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I feel like I understand. Even if you're really, really good it's nice to have someone to bounce off of because um, it's hard to get in the box and be like, yes, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I know exactly how I'm going to say it. It's nice to have someone else to, to give you some of that context because also the actors don't generally get the entire script beforehand. They usually come in blind um, having never seen any of it before. So the director is there to give you that context of, oh no, you and this character uh, had a fight and we we haven't done that part yet, but but yeah, you guys are fighting right now. So make sure that you sound angry rather than, you know, sympathetic, something it, like that. And it also helps like to have someone to read off of because, you know, the other actor isn't with you when you record um, video games. So you need someone mm -hmm. to read off of, so. Yeah, the, the group records are, much more fun because you have all that energy to react off of. And uh, when it's just you, you have to conjure that energy, even if you don't have it. Yeah, it's, it's hard. And that's why I think like, that's why I think actors who are also directors are the best, who make the best directors, like uh, voice actors who are also voice directors are, you know, are great for that because they are already actors and they know how to, how to read actors into into a scene and give them context so you know oh yeah yeah <laughs> i've definitely been a reading partner on a couple of lines for things so i mean that's it, it helps because especially like when when it comes to like a lot of on camera people coming in for the first time they don't know how it, how this works and they struggle with it so they kind of need someone to to help guide them through it otherwise they're going to be confused <laughs> well yeah i mean you it's that's why I'm so fascinated with on cameras. You have all this energy to work off of. It, it's just a totally different toolkit because yes, the, you do have to memorize your lines now. You have to have the story kind of already in your head, but be reacting to it naturally as you go. But you also have all of these people to help you stay on track with where you are in the story, to be that energy you can bounce off of, to give you that kind of, spark of inspiration to react to something and also like uh, with on camera the the camera picks up everything <laughs> oh my gosh literally everything no twitch of muscle will be unnoticed yeah because i i remember watching like a uh, watching a couple movies and and paying attention to the extras and i'm like man they have <laughs> they have no idea that 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 uh, the camera is picking them up like <laughs> they're, they're... oh my gosh <laughs> I forget what movie it was, but there was someone, I'm sure that they just yelled at them so many times about making no noise. So you see this guy, it's at a prison and he's holding this 
like shoddy broom, and he's sweeping the ground, but the broom is hovering over, well over a foot or two off of the ground as he sweeps. And it's just like, you have to know that it doesn't look real, right? You know that, right? Well, you, you can't you can't actually have them sweep the actual floor now, can you? <laughs> no, and that's probably why he lifted it so high, and they're just like, whatever, just do it. It's it, like another thing I like is like watching like sitcoms and paying attention to the background actors because they that that's so much fun because like they're trying so hard to pretend like they're talking, but they're oh, not. Yeah. They're miming, and it's amazing. Oh yeah, I've had to do that. Well, like I said, I did a bunch of background when I first got here, and that was um, sometimes you'd get a talk for real, but a lot of times you're just supposed to mouth like you're talking about something and hope that it looks like you're saying real words. (laughs) All the worst is when they give you food or drinks, um, which I'm probably going to ruin so many movies for people after saying this. But pay attention to the food and drinks that people are holding because more often than not, I I don't remember the name of the show I was on um, for this, but we had to have the same hors d'oeuvres that we held for three days. And by the third day, there was like this fruit sculpture. The fruit sculpture was wilting. And the like prosciutto, whatever order of things had turned green. And the staff was telling us, just don't even smell it because I don't want you to get sick. (laughs) But we had to carry them around on little plates and pretend like we were having a grand old time at a party holding these nasty little green hams. It was an experience. No, I remember um, watching a Tom a Tom Hanks movie, and there's a scene of him like at a diner eating spaghetti, and I took note of how many times the camera would cut before oh. he he would swallow. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cause, oh yeah, because I could tell like up oh, he put it in his mouth, but he didn't actually swallow. That's when they, that's where they added out the spit take. <laughs> yep. Oh man, because if you don't get that take right, uh what was it the episode of um blackish that i was on one of the kids had to like eat a cupcake or something and they had to they had to spit it out because they would have eaten like 10 cupcakes because they had to keep reshooting because you know this person did that or lighting did this or the sound did that so you know if you have to reshoot the same scene 10, 15 times, you're going to eat 10, 15 things. And if they're filled with sugar, you're going to be sick. That that sounds horrifying. <laughs> yeah, not something I would go for. Especially like really young actors, you got to make, you know, child, with child labor laws and what have you. Yeah, that's... Uh, well, they uh, want to eat the cupcakes. They're like, you know, seven or eight year old. Of course they want to eat like 15 cupcakes. But, you know, they're also not aware that they're going to be throwing up their guts in like five minutes. Yeah, because they have to like spit it out. You can't just you can't have them swallow it because then they would eat it and 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not ideal. And that's how they do the food commercials. Like they just pit, they shoot an actor eat, taking a bite out of the sandwich and then cut to something else <laughs> so you don't see them yep. spitting it out. <laughs> God, isn't 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 um and and that's why I think like actors ha- that that's the old joke about oh actors hate filming food scenes because <laughs> oh yeah because they're just they're like disgusted by the food at the end because <laughs> if you're not eating the food you're 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 um finding ways to like play with it and hope no one notices you're you playing with the food <laughs> yeah I could see that. Because I know, like, um, what was it? Um, Inside Number 9 did a joke about, um, it was the audio commentary episode where a bunch of actors, like, sit around a, a table and, and the director's like, oh, actors hate filming filming uh, food scenes. And he's like, and the person with him is like, okay, why? And he's like, well, because, you know, there weren't a lot to eat it, so we had to, like, but we had to get the scene done. So if you pay attention so-and-so is just playing with his food and hoping that we didn't notice. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, I could see it. I, I think the closest brush I've had with that was um, I was doing some uh, voiceover work for Babylon Berlin, which is a live-action German show. And there was a scene where I had my character was eating something. <clears throat> Excuse me. <coughs> My character was eating something, so we had to figure out a way for me to sound like I was eating this stew or something. Uh, but we also needed the little, like, fork clink sounds against my teeth. So we ended up getting a strip of gum, and we cut it into sections. And so she was eating and talking at the same time. So I would, I would like, stab a piece of gum and eat it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it worked. It sounded great. Yeah, that's. Uh, I've, I've done. I've done that for several things. Actually, that's not the only one. I've. I've done that multiple times. That's. But that's the one that's acting. got the most of my mind because the gum was. I was hungry and the gum tasted good. <laughs> Talk about method acting. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, well, anyway, we're almost uh, out of time, unfortunately, and. Uh... So is there anything else you want to, is on your mind before we wrap up? Um, I mean, of course, I would love it if you all would go and listen to Nerd On the podcast. We work on that very hard. Uh, you can find more about that at nerdon.tv. Um, you can find me on twitch.tv slash Landy Pator on Mondays at 3 p.m. PST. You can find me on twitch.tv slash The Unexpectables every other Saturday for Gateway. Uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash nerdon on Friday nights where I generally stream a game or something. Um, and then I'm Boobs McBalrog all over the internet. Um, I do stream on a personal Twitch channel as well whenever time allows. Um, I think those are the main things. <laughs> so, uh, again, thanks so much for taking the time off to do this, especially considering, um, you know, your busy schedule and... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. And and all the crazy, all the crazy editing stuff that we had to to do. But uh, no, this was so much fun. And if you ever want to come back on, you know where to find me. Yeah, appreciate it. All right, take care. Bye bye. All right, thanks. Bye bye. <laughs>